What is the federal government doing to protect the safety of the national drug supply chain? We'll talk about that next on Locked On Pharmacy. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You are listening to the Locked On Pharmacy Podcast, the insider's view into the world of pharmacy. Hello, everyone. This is Frank Fortin from the American Pharmacists Association. Back in 2013, Congress passed the Drug Supply Chain Security Act, which many people call the Track and Trace Law. The goal of the law is to protect consumers against counterfeit, contaminated, or stolen drugs. Many players in the supply chain have roles to play in this effort, including pharmacists. In late November, new requirements took effect that pharmacists need to know. With me to explain the law and pharmacists' responsibilities are Elisa Bernstein, Senior Vice President for Government Affairs and Pharmacy Practice at APHA, and Dr. Lee Verbois. She directs the Office of Drug Security, Integrity, and Response for the FDA's Center for Drug Evaluation and Research. Welcome, everyone. Elisa, let me start with you. Why was this law enacted? What was its purpose in the first place? Thanks, Frank. So the Drug Supply Chain Security Act, it's also known as DSCSA, though um, the easier way to remember it is the Track and Trace Law, which is um, what many people refer it to. That law was passed in 2013, and it was a result of a growing number of breaches in the drug supply chain in the United States and counterfeit drugs, stolen drugs, and other tampered drugs found their way in. Um, and in some cases, it actually reached the pharmacy and the patient. And as a result of this, it was almost 10, 12 years in the making to actually get the law passed. But it was enacted to strengthen the supply chain by creating a really tight, closed drug distribution system in the U.S. that provides transparency and accountability for our nation's drug supply. And so what is transparency and accountability? It means we know who is involved in the distribution of the drugs, we know what drugs are in the supply chain, where they've been, and steps to take if there are suspect and illegitimate drugs in the supply chain. So really kind of making it clear about what's in it in the supply chain and where it is. And that's the goal so that it keeps the good drugs in and the bad drugs out. And the law was intended to be implemented over 10 years in a stepwise approach with different requirements kicking in at different times uh, over the course of the 10 years, depending on whether you're a manufacturer, a wholesaler, or a dispenser. And so um, pharmacists are called dispensers in the law. So that those terms are used interchangeably. And the ultimate goal is that in 2023, which is really just around the corner um, of having a, an electronic system in place for tracing drugs in the supply chain in, in, by November of 2023. And, and electronic means that it, the, the drugs are moving and the information, the information is move, moving via electronic means in a way that's interoperable between um, that the, so that the, the information flows between trading partners. So a 10-year rollout, that speaks to the complexity of the supply chain, I guess. 
it's a huge, huge lift for the supply chain. It's, you know, it, Congress, Congress gave 10 years to implement it, but here we are, you know, seven years in, and there's a long way to go. And there's a lot still to be done in, in the next three years in order to make this happen. And so it really is an all in effort with not just manufacturers, wholesalers, and dispensers or pharmacists. I mean, and clearly the FDA has a huge role in this as well, but different standards bodies and 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 um, elect, all these manufacturers of different electronic solutions for transferring information and identifying the products. It really is a, is a huge lift. Dr. Berbois, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure. So Dr. Berbois, um, tell us, most of our listeners are pharmacists. What do they need to know about this new law? Pharmacists play a key role in helping to ensure that patients get authentic and quality prescription drugs. DSCSA provides tools for identifying and quickly responding to bad products when they are found in the supply chain. For example, DSCSA provides more accountability and transparency so pharmacists can be confident in the drugs that they are buying. Could you tell us how a pharmacist can know which prescription drugs should have a a product identifier? The majority of prescription drugs should have a product identifier. The product identifier requirement applies to most drugs, but not all. For example, some drugs are exempt or grandfathered from the requirement. Um, The drug is grandfathered if it was packaged before November 27, 2018, and it can be sold or bought without a product identifier if it's under those circumstances. If the product was packaged after November 27th, 27th, 2018, it should have a product identifier unless it's subject to a waiver or exemption. And if a pharmacist is unsure, they should check with with that original manufacturer or repacker of that product. What's the practical effect for pharmacists and pharmacies of the requirement that went into effect at the end of November Mm -hmm. as of now? As of now, yeah, we have um, really been working hard to make sure that pharmacists understand what that requirement is. So pharmacists should be buying drugs with a product identifier, and these products are currently on their shelves. And this is because manufacturers and repackagers have been encoding product identifiers on products packaged since 2018. Um, Additionally, if pharmacists need to verify the product, they should verify down to the package level using information in the product identifier. And the product identifier consists of the national drug code, unique serial number, lot number, and expiration date for the product. And it is in both human and machine readable format. This means that in addition to the printed information and the information that's encoded in two-dimensional barcode on these products, um, so they can get that information relatively easily. The final guidance that FDA issued in October provided pharmacists with three additional years to comply with these, these requirements. So in addition, we provided that enforcement discretion to buy drugs with the product identifiers and to verify down to the package levels using the product identifier. However, it's most important to note that these products should already be on their shelves in this way. So you mentioned the three years. So that Mm -hmm. brings us out to 2023. Um, That's right. And so at that point, what will pharmacists need to do differently? In 2023, we're really looking to make sure that 
pharmacists have the ability to enhance product tracing and verification requirements, um, that'll be in effect. Uh, trading partner sh partners should continue to work towards implementing strategies and processes to develop that fully electronic interoperable system across the entire drug supply chain. And this is what will enable secure product tracing at the package level. Dispensers will need to utilize the product identifier for enhanced product tracing and verification at that time. And what can pharmacists expect in terms of guidance or regulations? Mm -hmm. So FDA is working really hard to make sure that we have, um, we can continue to issue guidances and policies and regulations as we implement DSCSA. Uh, we want pharmacists to stay tuned for more information from the agency as we get closer to the 2023 required, the 2023 issuance. So a recent survey um, by the Drug Wholesaler uh, Trade Association found that fewer than 10% of dispensers know what their responsibilities are under the law. Um, what's FDA doing to increase awareness about the law and their responsibilities? We're doing things just like we're doing today. We have several ongoing initiatives, and we have an upcoming webinar on January 14th to discuss DSCSA implementation updates. You can also check out our website for the latest announcements and information related to DSCSA, DSCSA as we work together to enhance drug distribution security. In the early implementation of the law, have you noticed any improvement in your ability to um, detect or uh, um, uh, reduce the number or the amount of harmful medications coming into the marketplace? DSCSA implementation allows us to, will allow us to prevent harmful drugs from entering the supply chain, detect and identify harmful drugs if they do enter the supply chain and respond more rapidly when they enter the supply chain. And as we implement, we believe that we'll be more effective in addressing supply chain incursions at each step of implementation. And I would imagine with online sales of, of substances purporting to be pharmaceuticals, mm -hmm. this becomes more important than ever. Yes, it becomes more and more important to be able to identify products that are, are intended for the legitimate supply chain. That is correct. Uh, Dr. Lee Verbois, thank you very much for joining us. Um, it's, been, it's been a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. That's it for this edition of Locked on Pharmacy. This is Frank Fortin for the American Pharmacists Association. Remember to check out our other podcasts on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by the American Pharmacists Association, the largest professional association of pharmacists in the United States.